Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming up this week, we have an exclusive from news editor Tim Copeland. The story of Steemit. Everyone thinks they know the story, but they really don't. Look for the story this week on Decrypt.co with an exclusive interview with myself, Matthew Aaron on the Decrypt Daily. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, 10 years ago, a man lost Bitcoin now worth $100 million. Bitcoin trading soars in Argentina as Brazil's local currencies weaken. And we welcome a new member to the Decrypt team, and he's going to tell us about his story. Ex-Google hacker retrieves $300,000 in Bitcoin from an encrypted file. All coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Today is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. And to be perfectly honest, I haven't even checked my crypto prices this morning. I've been in such a rush to find, figure out what's going on in the news today that I didn't even get a chance to check. So that's coming up, our crypto prices. But I want to tell you also, I just made a purchase yesterday. It was something I've been stewing on for a little bit, and I went in and got it. I bought a new bike. I like to go bike riding. It's my cardio. I hit the gym. I'm a big gym junkie. But I decided to take my little piece of crap bike, throw it away, and get a brand new bike. It cost me $2,300. For me, that's a big purchase. But I thought it was worth it. I'm excited, so I want to tell you about it. But I'm also excited to see the crypto prices, so let's get right into that. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Now I'm recording this at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, a little early in the morning because I got to get out of here and start my day. I got to go to my mom's house and help her with her garden. But Bitcoin is sitting at $11,601.26, down 2.55% from yesterday. Ethereum, $385.52, down 2.5% from yesterday. Litecoin, $55.77, down 3.65% from yesterday. Chainlink, $12.44, down 8.1% from yesterday. And XRP, $0.29.2, cents, down 1% from yesterday. We are just seeing a little bit of cool off. Don't panic, everybody. Don't panic. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. I want to just, you know, when we started the show, Bitcoin was at $9,650. Now it is $11,600. That is in less than two months. So, there is always a different way to look at these prices. Yes, I talk about it day to day, but you can also look at it at a bigger scope and we are gradually moving up. The total market cap for all cryptocurrencies is $353.7 billion. In our first story today, we talked to the newest member of the Decrypt team, Scott Cipollina. Scott, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too. Hey man, so you're new to the Decrypt team. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm originally from Gibraltar. I've been living in London for about a year now. I'm trained as an investigative journalist and my professional background is in finance and finance regulation specifically. Awesome, man. It looks like we're going to have a lot of great conversations for days, months, years to come. But I want to talk about your first article, which is ex-Google hacker retrieves $300,000 in Bitcoin from an encrypted file. Bro, how, how does that work out? Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, sure. So uh, basically, this uh, Russian invest- investor who is um, anonymous, who's remained anonymous, um, reached out to an expert crypto hacker because he had forgotten his password for an encrypted zip file uh, that contained about $300,000 worth of Bitcoin. And because he had forgotten his password, he just couldn't access this Bitcoin and potentially could never do that again unless he got some help. Um, so it's a pretty interesting story about how private keys sort of like at the heart of what Bitcoin users are after. Sometimes they're after confidentiality, but also they're after ease of access. So it's quite an interesting tension that played out very realistically for one unfortunate investor. So somebody locked their Bitcoin in in a crypto file. They hired a hacker to hack into it. How much would something like that cost? And here's the other question. Why wouldn't the hacker just steal the Bitcoin and tell the guy to bugger off? Yeah, that's the two, two really good questions. Uh, I'll get the, I'll get to the first one first. Uh, it didn't cost too much. Um, the hacker said it cost about seven thousand dollars, but the reason for that is ironically because the encryption that was used to seal this Bitcoin off hasn't been updated for a few years. And if it had been updated, it would have cost a lot longer, and also would have taken a lot longer to access it again. In terms of trust, I mean that was also that's also an issue. If you recruit a hacker to do something for you, even if it's you know, let people use the phrase white hat hackers. Trust is always a foundational issue whenever you're dealing with something like this. So the job for the hacker was made a little bit harder because not only could the investor not recall certain information like a password, which would have made everything very easy. Um, he also didn't know him. He had only reached out directly to him via LinkedIn so he could help him out, but he didn't know this person. So trust was an issue. And so what was the payout for the hacker? $100,000, which was so- a lot of money, but it's it's not a lot of money in comparison to the amount of money that he was going to retrieve with the Bitcoin. He retrieved $300,000. One third of it went to the hacker. I guess that's a great payday for the hacker. Um, I, and, and for the investor, the Bitcoin investor, it's, it, it was more of a, you know, either lose it all or get some. So what have we learned from this? I guess there has to be a moral to this story because if we are in the age of cryptocurrency, things are not perfect in the blockchain space. We lose private keys, we lose, you know, seed phrases and things like that. Is this an option for a lot of people that might lose their private keys or, or what have you to access their wallets is to hire a hacker or is this sort of a special situation? I think it's kind of a special situation. I think it's a fairly desperate situation as well for somebody to have to turn to a hacker that they may not know. Uh, may not know personally or professionally to have to help them. I think that's something that somebody would turn to after every other sort of solution has been exhausted. I spoke with a gentleman called Tall Berry, who is a co-founder of Zengo, which is a, a crypto wallet. And they're really invested in technologic solutions for private keys because he believes, uh, when I spoke to him about the story, that taking care of someone's private keys is something that goes beyond about 99% of users and people frequently run into issues with this. Uh, so I think that people in the industry are trying to find solutions, but sometimes a solution might also so just be, you know, a good old fashioned written password that's kept securely. But even then that can be an issue because if you lose that or if, you know, you suffer some sort of water damage or something like that, then your password's also gone forever. I guess it's just, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, that it's it sits between this sort of tension that people have about confidentiality and also let's call it speed to market accessibility and that sometimes maybe just doesn't get fully married all right scott i appreciate you coming on and i welcome you to the decrypt team and thank you very much for telling us about this story and good luck writing for decrypt thank you very much Losing your Bitcoin is something that could keep you awake at night. It's scary to think about losing your Bitcoin. It's like the price of a new car. Well, I mean, a cheap new car, like a Skoda or something. But it's it's expensive, that's what I'm trying to say. But imagine losing your Bitcoin years ago when it was worth basically nothing. And then looking at it now. To talk about one of those situations, here's Editor-in-Chief Matt Hussey. My man Matt, welcome back on the show. Good to be here, Matt. How are you good? 
good good name by the way did I ever tell you that great name it's, it's the best name money can buy let me tell you damn your parents paid for your name <laughs> fun article came out today maybe fun for us not fun for this person but 10 years ago a man lost bitcoin now worth 100 million dollars yeesh what's up with this yeah so we all love a good uh lost bitcoin story it makes us uh you know the people who don't huddle millions of bitcoin feel slightly better uh so yeah so back in the you know the good old days over on the bitcoin talk forum a guy or a girl uh, called stone man basically uh he was storing his bitcoin on a computer that he was basically changing around and running a, a cd off as a kind of a boot disk he sent himself a little test of one bitcoin to make sure everything was working all right he turned his machine off he came back the next day the 8,999 other Bitcoin that he had left on his computer was gone. But why was it gone? So it's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a technical one. Uh, so back in the old days, you didn't have like you know, recovery phrases or anything like that. Everything was sort of stored in a kind of simple text file on your computer. Um, so for this guy, he basically had stored it on there and then he was backing up his computer uh, transferring it, um, running on a Linux live CD to something called Debian. So when he backed up the wallet to a flash drive, he sent one Bitcoin to himself, closed everything down, he shut the system, and he wiped the system disk, loaded into the memory, and along with it, the Bitcoin folder where his basically his, his keys were, were held, he copied the old wallet file into a Bitcoin folder, but found that like basically all he had left was that one Bitcoin he'd sent to himself. And then there was a transaction saying, hey, you know that 8,900 Bitcoin? We've sent that off to another address that you we don't recognize and that you can't no longer find so the, the kind of the twist in the story is while this guy or girl has lost all the bitcoin it still exists you can see it in um on the blockchain 8999 bitcoin it's still there it's just sat there just for everybody to see and, and unable unable to touch dude that is that's horrible it's i mean it's, <laughs> as, yeah the, the something about the blockchain being you know immutable it's like an, an eternal reminder of, of right. one guy or girl's cock up. Um, and interestingly, um, even since then, there's been a number of like transactions that have been dropped into that wallet, which is quite strange. So the best guess on this is we think it's something called a dusting attack, which is basically what hackers do is they go looking around for a big whale wallet stuff full of Bitcoin and they send like tiny amounts to these wallets, uh, which is called dust in the industry. And that, you know, what the idea is that when they send it to the wallet, they hope the wallet becomes active and then they can start to piece together the pieces of where the, the wallet is and basically try to break into the wallet. So that's the best guess of where we, what we think is happening with that. Alternatively, people are just like, like with Satoshi's wallet address, that people have just paid Bitcoin into out of homage to the founder. Could be the same thing happening here. So people just paying paying their respect to all his lost coins. It's one of those things where he probably just brushed it off at the time and he was like, ah, oh, it's only $600 worth of Bitcoin. Right. It sucks, but you know, whatever. And then years go by and he keeps looking at it and going, oh my goodness. I bet you this is one of those great bar stories that nobody believes. Like I had $100 million in Bitcoin. Yeah, sure you did, buddy. Exactly. Like he, he's like walking around like you know, in his regular non-millionaire clothes telling everybody that he was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy who had $100 million worth of Bitcoin within his grasp and just from a simple it error it bug it's all disappeared but not disappeared it's still there he just can't access it and no one can matt thank you very much for telling me about the story i think it makes a lot of people feel better it does it makes us little people feel like you know the little crypto we have we hold it close we hold it dear we hold it tight 
<laughs> Misery loves company. Thanks, bro. <laughs> no worries. In South Korea, beachgoers now can pay for beach access and other amenities using Ethereum. A popular South Korean beach is now accepting Ethereum at its beach stops. Tourists can pay using any ERC20 wallet. Beachgoers can buy umbrellas, life jackets, surfboards, and other water sports activities using Ethereum and ERC20 tokens. The beach shops feature QR codes that display wallet addresses, which customers can access via Ethereum-supported mobile wallets. Payments also be used using Bitcoin. This project is aimed to enhance the convenience, transparency, and reliability of crypto payments. DeFi might be all the rage in crypto, but traders in troubled economies of Argentina and Brazil appear to be turning to Bitcoin as their currencies falter. And here to talk about the story is Mr. Jose Antonio Lanz. Jose, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Okay, thanks. Good morning. I appreciate your invitation. You you wrote an article today, Bitcoin trading soars in Argentina and Brazil. What is going on over there? Cryptocurrency is uh, one of the new trends in, in Brazil. And they are still not familiar with, with uh, crypto. They, they don't know a lot about what Bitcoin is, what cryptocurrency do. Uh, but they notice that it is a way to invest their money without losing purchasing power. And it's a way to protect your economic power from uh, devaluation. And Argentina is pretty much going through the same path. Uh, Argentina is in the first stage of the Venezuelan crisis. They don't know how to get foreign currencies. They don't know how to protect their investments. Bitcoin is seen as a, as a way to protect their money. Jose, I appreciate everything and thank you very much for coming on the show. Sure, no problem. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. You can follow me on Twitter at The Decrypt Daily. Also, follow at Decrypt Media to get all your news from Decrypt.co. Don't forget to like, comment, and share this podcast so people can get their crypto news every day. Thank you for listening. Happy hodling.